The Carolina Outdoors is now in session. Come on in. The listening is fine. Bill Barty on this side of your radio dial. And Wes Lawson on this side. Pack your gear, not your fear, is the Camping with Cradle mantra. This mentoring program founded by Dr. Keith Cradle, the Director of Youth Juvenile Services for Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Office. We're going to get Keith to come into the Carolina Outdoors venue right now so we can learn a little bit about how the outdoor is good for our soul. We already know a lot about that, but how is it good for our young people's soul, especially the underserved, people who have never been introduced to outdoor activity and recreation. So join me right now as we bring him onto the program. Keith, welcome to the Carolina Outdoors. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Man, it is fantastic to have you. Let's go ahead and get some of this out of the way. You've been a youth advocate for the past 20 years, maybe 20 years plus, but a few years ago you founded Camping with Cradle. Will you tell us about how that got started in that organization? Sure. Um, so, I, you know, I've always had my own love for the outdoors, um, coming from New York, you know, and visiting state parks and just, you know, having just this interest in making sure that, you know, one, health and wellness, but also being able to see things. And um, just my own personal interest is a great way to, to take dates, you know, cheap dates. You take them out to parks, walk around, things like that. And as I got older, um, you know, my job's always trended towards working with young people, whether that's with the health department and now with the sheriff's office. Um, there's always opportunities that we can help our young people. And, and what I like to do is marry my interests, you know, with the jobs that I've had. And so, you know, one of those things is the outdoors. And, and so the first iteration of Camping with Cradle or Camp Cradle was here at the sheriff's office. We actually, um, I, I talked to Sheriff McFadden about a, an outdoor possibility. Um, we had space here at the facility, and he was like, hey, go for it. And so it was an opportunity to get kids outside in our own facility who were here in detention who had never really thought about you know, camping or backpacking, but showing them the ropes while they were here, what you can do, what it's about, um, locations of state parks, and, and hoping that they would take advantage of that when they got on the outside. Um, and then, you know, through my own personal backpacking, hiking, people saw my social media, um, the Instagram, the Facebook, the Twitter, and then I would have, you know, friends of mine who had, who had children or folk in the community I had worked with and said, hey, could you take, you know, this young person camping with you? And at first, I was a little selfish. I didn't want to do it. Like, you know, that kind of felt like my personal time to detach. But, you know, the call just kept getting stronger and stronger. And, and it was just an opportunity to say, you know what, why not? Um, and, and so, you know, through doing the paperwork, you know, going through the process, was able to get the nonprofit formed um, late um, in 20, uh, 2020. Um, you know, pandemic was still going on. And, of course, the outdoors is a great place to, to get folk, you know, outside. And so it just became one of those opportunities. And so, you know, we've had a lot of success early on, and we look forward to replicating that in 2022. Hey, what's the first reaction when you bring this to young people and start talking about the outdoors and, and enjoying the outdoors? How did they react, at least initially? <laughs> um, their, their initial reaction is, is am I going to get eaten by a bear? <laughs> right. um, you know, that, that's what they think about the most. They always ask about animals, um, and then, you know, it's the bathroom next. Well, where do you go to the bathroom? Um, you know, teenage-based questions. Will my phone work? But, you know, it, it's once you get them past the apprehension of those things, you know, you start seeing it all set in, you know, just the, the disconnection, the being outside, 
the, um, you start going up some mountains and you start, you know, having that type one or type two fun, and then they get to the top and they're like, oh, my God, I already, you know, I got all the way up here. Um, so it's just really about trying to shake off some of those early reservations about doing it, about driving, you know, away from Charlotte, places they haven't been, and, and really getting them to understand that, you know, this is a, a different way of disconnecting. This is a great way um, to recreate, to socialize. But at the same time, you know, learn more about nature and learn more about our state parks. Well, and, you know, getting out of town into the wilderness or into a state park, it sounds different, it looks different, and it smells different. It's such a sensory overload for a lot of folks, but then they realize what they've been missing, and it's awfully hard to imagine a life without these things. What does it take for you to sort of select your participants? How do, we, how do you find these folks to get them into this positive situation? Mm-hmm. So through my work with, you know, in the community and with the sheriff's office, I'm connected to a lot of youth groups and, you know, again, parents who have children. So it wasn't, the, 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 the funny thing was it wasn't hard to find kids. It was about, you know, trying to scale and, and have the right, <laughs> to have the capacity to take everyone that was asking. And so, you know, there are great organizations that are working with kids. Um, and, and a lot of times the activities are really based around the same things, whether that's sports, um, or taking them to sporting events. And, I, you know, I, I was just one to say, let's do it in a different direction. Let's go in a different direction. And that really is taking them into the outdoors, taking them into the back country, um, and really, again, getting them away from Charlotte. Um, a lot of these kids are first-time campers, first-time backpackers. I've had kids who told me, you know, they've never slept in a tent before. I, they've never slept outside before. So, you know, so that first couple of days before you take them out, you know, as you're ramping them up to get them to that point, you know, you're trying to break down, again, some of those fears, some of that anxiety that nothing's going to happen to them. You know, the, the, a cricket might get in the tent, so what? You know, but it really is one of those things that they, they just don't have an ideation about, and so this is an opportunity to do that. Boy, it's a tough time for young people. We don't have to tell you with your work now uh, with the Sheriff's Department and so forth, your your career, again, as a youth advocate, but... Um, this station, of course, has been covering, you know, a lot's been going on with the Charlotte-Mecklenburg schools, guns, fights, behavior issues. And, and that's not just uh, uh, Charlotte-Mecklenburg. That's as well as surrounding counties. Uh, Dr. Cradle, what is the health, in your opinion, of our young people these days, two years deep into this pandemic? Um, how's it looking to you? You're right. This is a, you know, this is a, a, a nationwide issue. Um, and as we boil it and mine it down to, you know, our region, Mecklenburg to Charlotte, um, you know, our kids, they have struggled. You know, they struggled mightily. Um, and that doesn't matter, you know, whether rich or poor. Um, you know, we, we took away a lot of those social interactions, a lot of those, you know, interpersonal things. Um, they all went virtual. And, and so it, it took away from some of the what we call, you know, that, that human you know, that humanity, those human skills, those, you know, those things that, that drive social development. And so a lot of these kids are trying to come back into this new reality, um, coping with a, a pandemic that is still looming. But at the same time, we're looking at how, you know, resources, finances, those things might have been strapped before the pandemic, but now those families are, you know, they're even taxed more. And so these kids are, are trying to function within the parameter and trying to do the right thing. A lot of times, you know, those things catch up to them, and sometimes they don't. And so we're seeing a lot of these kids just really trying to get through and get by 
But, um, you know, we haven't fixed a lot of the societal ills for, you know, for one. So we're talking about underserved communities, we're talking about fragile neighborhoods. And so if we're not pouring resources, we're taking resources out. Um, those kids have no other options. And so we, that's the last thing we want to do is leave kids with lesser options. And, and out of this pandemic, those options are just getting even more and more, um, you know, minuscule. So we've got to figure out a way to, to, to really drive and ramp up efforts to get our kids back on track, particularly in the educational um, realm. We, we see that CMS is having a lot of issues. Um, because, again, these kids were virtual for a long time, so a lot of things they were doing, whether it was cyberbullying, it was Internet, um, you know, things on the Internet, now it's catching up to them because now you've got to see these kids face-to-face again. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of those things that you thought you could get away with, you know, last year, you can't do that now. And so, you know, we really have got to shore up and we've got to provide some barriers for our kids to, to really get back into this, but at the same time create some healthy solutions for them. Pack your gear, not your fear. We've got Dr. Keith Cradle on uh, the Carolina Outdoors. His job over there is uh, really is responsible for the juveniles, youthful offenders, um, dealing with detention and the staff that oversees the rehabilitation, reentry, and youth development programs and initiatives here on the Carolina Outdoors with Wes Lawson and Bill Barty. Uh, Wes, jump in there. Yes, so I, I do have a question about this, Dr. Cradle, and I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. You know, the outdoors can be overwhelming. Yep. Uh, it can also be incredibly therapeutic. We've talked about that. Um, after a long hike or a long weekend, it's it's a crucible sort of moment, um, and, and you know, there's catharsis. There's all kinds of words we can use for how a person, but especially a young person, kind of in the midst of the developmental stages of life, what they experience. Uh, how do you help them process all of those emotions and some physical uh, you know, exhaustion into the, sort of those positive forward steps? Yeah, great question. Um, and, I, and I'll lead in with a, with a story from our last, um, our last outing. We were up at Hanging Rock. And so, you know, as the young men were, were heading back down, um, we were heading back towards, towards camp. Um, one of the young men, you know, had noticed that, you know, other hikers, you know, other people that were hiking up always spoke. They always said hello. They always, you know, you know, we all have, you know, some of those moments that people move to the side, let you pass. And so the young man turned around. He said, are, are, you, are these people from Canada? And I said, huh? I said, what are you talking about? He thought that because people were so nice, particularly white folk, were so nice to them, they didn't believe that they were from the United States. They had to be from Canada because Canadians, in his mind, are so nice. And so you're, you're hearing that these kids are picking up on social skills and dynamics, yeah. like you said, that they probably wouldn't get someplace else, and they're getting that in the outdoors. And so my job is to provide them with context. Um, I said, no, these, you know, these people are all from right here. They're probably from, you know, so, you know, from this area or probably driving up from Charlotte just like we did. I said, but that's what you're going to see. You know, people are human first and foremost, and, and none more so than being in the outdoors where we're left, you know, to our own survival skills, our wits, um, everyone trying to have a good time. And so, you know, you allow them to process that. Uh, we, all, we give them journals as well, so they journal the experience, you know, whether it's one day, two days with us. And, and then we let them reflect on those comments that they've written down. And a lot of times it's really about pushing through, doing something they didn't think they could do, um, doing something for the first time. And, and now you're creating a sense of accomplishment. Um, you're building self-esteem. And so you can continue to build on those skills once they realize that, wow, it wasn't as hard as I thought. 
you know, one of the things that, you know, what we do before we go on the, on a hike is I tell them the mileage. I say, hey, listen, this is the amount of miles we're going to do. They hear something like four or five miles. They look at you like you're nuts. You know, like, what are you talking about, <laughs> yeah. five miles? But they don't realize that they, they've probably done five miles someplace else, you know, in a mall. If you walk the mall a few times, probably do the few, you know, a few miles just to buy a few things. But you've never done that in the context of just going, you know, in the outdoors, straight up a mountainside, whatever that is. And so they can do these things, and we have to continue to provide them with opportunities to do those things. And, and again, I think our outdoor system, our North Carolina State Parks, are great opportunities to build their self-esteem and to build them up. Yeah, we're going to have to ask you some of the places that you like to go in the North Carolina State Park system. But back to that five-mile hike and them looking at you like you're crazy, how do they look at you when, uh, as, your, as a mentor when you say, you know, your cell phone is not going to work here or <laughs> you're not going to have your cell phone on this trip? What do they look like uh, uh, to you then? Is, is there a word for more crazy or crazier? <laughs> uh, I think that's what it is. It, it's a, it, I think it's a sense of shock. Um, and, and then you can, what you watch is, you know, teenage behavior. They keep trying it. You know, they keep trying to see if the phone is going to work. Um, you try to move to a different spot, and hopefully that the service will pick up, you know, in this area. And when it, and when it doesn't, you notice that they'll give up. But then I think what happens next is one of the best things that can ever happen, you know, even when we go out and hike and backpack, is that you do disconnect. You start to become more aware of your surroundings. You really start to tap in to nature. You know, you can hear every sound. Um, you can see every squirrel run by, every butter, whatever it is, you start to notice more. You start to observe more. You start to really just become one with the environment, and you can watch them do that too. And it's just so Awesome. I, I think it, for me, it's like my first time all the time. You know, every time I take kids, I get to be a kid again, and I get to have my first time relive through them. Hey, on that topic, White Plains, New York, Keith Cradle growing up, who was your mentor in, in these type endeavors? Who helped you put your first uh, foot forward on a hike or a camping trip in a state park in New York or in that region? Yeah, so I, I was a, I had um you know, some, some great mentors growing up and uh, a man named Frank Williams and Frank ran um, the local, it was like a, it was like a youth, um, a youth center. Um, so, you know, right down the street from me, um, you know, we'd all just go down to the youth rec center and you could, you know, play foosball, basketball or whatever. But, you know, Frank was big on, again, providing experiences for us as young kids, particularly young black kids and getting us, you know, deeper either outside of White Plains. So you go up to Bear Mountain um, and places like that, or he was taking us into the city. So you're starting to see, you know, plays on Broadway um, and seeing some of the culture. And so it, it, it gave you a sense that, you know, what you thought you knew, there's a lot more to life. And, and I think I, I carry that with everything that I've been doing with these young persons that, hey, listen, what you think you know, trust me, there's a lot more to life. And, and here's an opportunity to learn that. Here's, here's a situation we can put you in that you can grow from. And then you can tell someone else, and, th and that's what it's all about, them having the experience. Because one of the things I, I always tell them was one of the things I grew up on was that you never want to be in a place and not have any knowledge about it or not have anything to say. Or when people ask you, have you done something, you're quick to dismiss it by saying, no, I've never done that. And I never want them to be in a situation where they've never done something. You can do something and hate it. That's fine. You've had the experience. But I never want you to not have the experience and have the insight to have um, an intelligent answer. 
Well, you know, one of the great things about the outdoors, especially on a hike or a long canoe trip, is there's a certain sense of uh, your hubris will be erased, whether you mm-hmm. like it or not. Uh, yeah. So we have a lot of young folks, especially who who believe that they're cool and tough and that they've got it all under control, and some do. Uh, but when pushed, they can't quite get it taken care of. And, you know, being able to accomplish a five-mile hike or a 10-mile or that first time, you know, under the stars is a really great way to begin to understand kind of how you fit into the world around you and that there is a world around you. Mm-hmm. Now, you're very active on social media. and I mean, let me back up. You're very active, period. <laughs> I follow your stuff, and I'm tired already. <laughs> Appreciate it. So how do we how do we play along? How can folks follow you on social media? And then I have another question. But sure, first. Um, they can follow you know follow us on Instagram at Camping with Cradle. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Keith Cradle PhD, um, and or tap into the website you know CampingWithCradle.org, and you know all the information is there. You can you can get in contact with me. Um, and again, take a look at I tell people just take a look at what we're doing. If you think it's worth your while. You know, try to provide an opportunity, whether, you know, that's through volunteering, um, a donation, um, whatever it is, you know, we can always use the help um, because we want to get as many kids as we can to experience all the things that we've grown to love and enjoy. Yeah, and our listeners should know, per what Wes said, is we're just focusing on a small part of of Dr. Cradle. You've got Crafted with Cradle, um, the podcast. Uh, You also have just released recently your first book, Cut the Check, all of that is there at keithcradle.com. Yep. All right, Dr. Cradle, what's next for you and Camping with Cradle? Where are we going and how is it evolving? So right now, you know, we, we just thought we just finished our last trip. Um, you know, so 2021, we're going to, you know, we put a cap on that with our winter experience. Um, but we're right now we're creating the calendar for 2022. Um, you know, we've already got some youth groups lined up. Um, so we're filling that calendar out. But one of the things that, you know, I, I want to stretch the possibilities of what we're doing. I want to take a few kids on the AT for at least three or four days. So we're, we're planning a section hike for a group of kids. Um, and then we want to start, you know, hitting some of the national parks as well, you know. And so getting them further and further away that they can see the beauty, you know, not only of North Carolina, but uh, Virginia, Tennessee, um, you know, it's just, a, it's just an awesome place, um, and we want to make sure they see as much of that as possible. So just growing the program as much as possible in the next year, um, scaling appropriately, but, you know, making sure at the end of the day we've had fun and we've had some impact. KeithCradle.com. Dr. Keith Cradle has been our guest. Thank you so much for taking some time with us here on the Carolina Outdoors to let us uh, and let our listeners know what's happening out there, how they can participate, and how something we already knew and promoted, the outdoors is a great leveler, putting us out there, uh, surpassing our comfort zone, accomplishing things, and um, growing, all of us growing from that. Thank you for what you do. Oh, thank you for having me. And off he goes, and off we go. Wes Lawson there, Bill Barty here. We'll be back to wrap up the Carolina Outdoors.